Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello there and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today, as I record this, it is New Year's Day. It is 2022, 2022. The big triple two happens to be a zero in there, but hey, who cares? Today, I've titled the episode New Beginnings. Why would I do that? Well, gee, it's New Year's Day. What else would I title an episode on New Year's Day? Now, you won't get this on New Year's Day, but who cares? Now you know when I recorded it. New Year's Day, January 1, 1 1, 2022. Okay, so what? I titled this episode New Beginnings because, you know what? New Year is a new beginning. The date changes. It's the time when, when we used to write checks. Now, this may be something that you vaguely remember, depending on how old you are. <clears throat> and that is, remember when we used to pay bills with checks? Checks were little pieces of paper. And when you opened an account in a bank, one of the things you had to do was get a ch- pile of checks, order checks. And one of the most important things you had to do was look at the catalog and decide what kind of checks you wanted. Did you want the nature checks? Did you want ones with the grand monuments in the country, the beautiful mountains and stunning vistas? Or did you want ones that had a different background, plain colors? Or were you just going to get the cheap paper ones because they cost a little less? Remember when that was a big decision? Kind of funny, huh? Well, that wasn't all that many years ago. And today, it's like paying with checks is weird. You hardly pay with checks. Some people may not even know what those silly little pieces of paper are. They still exist, and we use them here and there. But now most of it's done with debit cards, Electron, Zelle, PayPal, Ooga Booga, and all the rest. I opened a piece of mail this morning <clears throat> that got delivered a few days ago. It was addressed to Joy. And I can't remember what it was, but it was a new card. And it wasn't a credit card. It was one of those money transfer cards that lets you move money around between accounts and even between our U.S. and Canada accounts. Anyway, it's just funny how things have changed. Today is a day for new beginnings. We're going to start something new, whether you mean to or not. The reason I mention checks is because one of the biggest pains of New Year used to be the mistakes you made when you wrote out your January checks. When you wrote out the checks for January... In any year, one of the mistakes I always made is I had to remember really hard to put the new year down. The number was different. You were used to writing whatever year it used to be, and now the new year, you know, meant you you had to write a new year. I can't tell you how many checks I had where I had to scribble the last digit out and change it if I could by writing over the top or scribble the whole thing out, write a new year, and then initial it. So that used to be a fun, weird thing about the new year that we don't really do anymore because we don't write checks for the most part. 
But what do we do with a new beginning? Well, that's the cool thing. You get to decide. Because this is a new beginning, whether you pretend it is or not. You can ignore it and say, it doesn't matter. I, I, I know someone very dear to me that says, ah, who cares? New year, another day, big deal, same as yesterday. Well, it is, if that's what you think. It is the same as yesterday. This month, January, same as December, who cares? This year, 2022, ah, same as 2021, who cares? Except unless you care, and except unless you make today different than yesterday, this week than last week, this month than last month, and now this year than last year. So I'm going to invite you to do that. I'm going to invite you to consider what things you'd like to have different this year. Now, I don't mean make a big, long list of New Year's resolutions because the legend and the funny about that is, yeah, you make all these stupid things and they last, what, a day, a week, a month, if you're lucky. And if they last two months, then they probably are a habit. <clears throat> and maybe you actually complete them. The first thing I want to talk about is why we do this. Number two is how do we aim at these new goals? And number three, how do we win? Our desire to grow is innate. Like we want to do something more. We want to grow. Plants grow by nature. We are heliotropic. We are attracted to light. I've told the story of the cactus in the backyard in Phoenix where we lived for many years. It grew crooked so it could have a few more minutes of sunshine. And over the years, it ended up all bent <clears throat> because where it sat in it great, its great big 1,000-pound pot, clay pot full of a lot of dirt. It was a big cactus in the back. It was partly in the sun and partly under the shade of the patio overhang, depending on where the sun was and the season and all the rest. And the cactus contorted itself over the years to get the most sunshine. Now, everybody knows plants do that. So do we. We are heliotropic. We are attracted to light. We aim toward light. We like to be around light. We do that. Why do we set goals, New Year's resolutions, monthly goals, quarterly goals? Well, sometimes we do it because we have to. Like when you are at a job. What's a job? Does anybody have a job anymore? Oh, yeah, I guess some people do. I'm saying, th saying that in the light of corona and everybody working from home. But anyway... <clears throat> Quarterly goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, yearly goals, incentives, payment things. Did you reach your targets? Do you get the bonuses? All that stuff used to be part of and is still part of work if you work for someone else. But setting all that aside, I want you to ask, <clears throat> what would you like to create in 2022 you don't have in 2021? Now, this is kind of bridging between why we do this and how do we aim because there's no question you want 2022 to be different than 21. I'm sure you do. Now, it might be because of Corona. I and mean, when we had 2020 and we had this New Year's a year ago, we all kissed goodbye to 2020. We're like, oh, wow, that year just evaporated, disappeared, never want that again. Oh, no. And we thought that would be different this year. And guess what? 2021 passed a little bit the same or a lot the same, depending on where you were and your government and restrictions and the level of infection and treatment and so forth in your area with coronavirus. Someone was talking to me the other day. No, not me, Joy, actually. And Joy and someone was having a conversation about how long they were guessing this whole corona thing would last. And the consensus was five years. So, you know, 20 was one, 21 was two. Man, I hope it's not 22, three, four, three more. I, I hope it's faster. The decline is quicker than that. And I'm sure you do, too. 
Regardless, <clears throat> we don't control externalities, governments, the weather, the eclipses, or solar flares. You know, we don't control those things. But what we do control is where we're focusing here. So why we want new beginnings is because we want things to be better. We want them to grow. We want to aim toward light. That's natural. That's who we are. It's what we do. So that's why. How we aim, that's really important. How do you aim? Most of the time, and this is a sad truth, most of the time we aim our goals at something we think somebody else wants. Something that society or our upbringing or the stories around us say is important. More money, more, more bigger house, big this, that, or smaller house if we're downsizing. New this, new that. My wife's brother and, her, and his uh, wife are selling their place and downsizing. They both retired, and so they've uh, contracted for a new condo or townhouse or something to be built, and they're selling the house that they have, which is quite large and quite nice, <clears throat> but they're downsizing, and that's kind of normal. They're just about, you know, in the late 60s. And that struck me really hard yesterday on the 31st because yesterday was my sister's birthday and she turned 70. And it just blew me away. I, I just had a meltdown in my head to think my sister is 70, like the big seven zero. And it turns out that as we went to the antique mall where Joy has a stall, that uh, the husband and wife team that owns it, the husband's birthday was yesterday and he was also turning 70, so he was born the same day as my sister. Anyway, how do we aim? Well, I want to encourage you with all my heart to aim at your soul. What does your soul say to you? I heard a <clears throat> video yesterday with some quotes from Alan Watts, who's a philosopher kind of guy. He's lots of things, but one of the things he does is talk about the nature of our existence and reality, and he talked about this. And the question he asked that I think is really important for your aiming for your new beginnings is if you had no money or time pressure, nothing at all, like there was no pressure on you at all, what would you do with your time? And then the, the video that accompanied it that wasn't made by Alan, Alan was the narration, but the, <clears throat> the son of a client of mine made this video and it was really well done, but it was provoking this thought about choosing our goals and talked about the fact that everything we aim at seems to be given by someone else. And often when I ask somebody, what would you do if you had no money or time pressure? You know, the first answer is sit around, watch TV, take a vacation. I do nothing. And you know what? I know why that's the first reaction. It's because we live so much and so long under pressure of what we think we're supposed to do that the idea of that suddenly completely being gone is so strange and at the same time so joyfully liberating. It's like, oh, I do exactly nothing. And you know what? That might be right. I have a client right now that just took two months of nothing, exactly, completely nothing to decompress, to unwind, to refocus, to let the nonsense filter out of life and then decide what's truly important. Well, we may do that. We build our lives so frantically and so intensely that we feel like the minute that sort of freedom would happen, I do nothing, I just go party or watch TV or go sit on the beach or whatever. But we wouldn't stay there very long, and that's the truth. We'd get bored, and the yearnings of our heart that are there already, but they would come to the surface and take over. So as you think about aiming your new beginnings, <clears throat> however you phrase it, resolutions, goals, choices, 
adjustments, accomplishments. The new year is a great time to do that. It is the new beginning. It is a new year. Okay, winter is now, the shortest day is past us. The days are growing. Energy is increasing in the northern hemisphere, at least. I've got clients in the south, and it's on the other way there. But I want you to aim at your soul. Go into your soul. Meditate. Focus in there. Ask the question, what would you do if you had nothing, no obligations, no nothing hanging on you? What would you get up and do? That right there is a clue to your soul's purpose. It, it right there is a clue to the yearnings of your heart. Because the truth is you're a divine being with gifts and talents who is designed to serve in the world. All of us are. But we stomp on that and we hide it and we camouflage it with so many pressures and so much stuff about the stories of how we're supposed to this, that, and the other that we never hear it. So I want you to take some time and quietly, deeply, peacefully assess what would you do if there was no pressure? And that's what I want you to think about. That's your challenge for your new beginning. Part three is how you win. <clears throat> now, win might be a pejorative word because why? Well, because winning implies somebody loses and everybody can win. Every single person can live the ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by discovering, developing, serving with your divine gifts. Like we can all win. So how do we do that? Well, I know how I do it and I live that ultimate life. I live a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy and all I do is serve with my divine gifts. And I don't say that in a weird way to say, yay me, it's just true. I do that and I do it every day and I love it. And I'm inviting you to participate there too. So how you win, <clears throat> take the time to reach into your heart and see where the yearnings of your heart lead. How do you want to serve? Who do you want to serve? And what do you like to do? And you know what? If you, if you choose to spend all your time and effort and energy doing things you feel called, pushed, yearned, to do, I don't know if that's a word, but whatever, then you will develop expertise at that. You'll get good at it. You get good at it because you feel called and because you do it naturally. And leaning into that truth is the first piece of how you win. <clears throat> the second piece of how you win is to intentionally create a preparation process every day. Because the sun goes down and comes up. We go to sleep and we wake up. When we wake up in the morning, our bodies have to wake up, our minds wake up, our spirits wake up. What I've discovered is if you intentionally go through a routine, a routine like the earth does, the sun goes around and the seasons and the day, there's routine everywhere. If you go through a routine to prepare your mind, body, and spirit, for each day, I use the acronym SPEM, Spiritual, Physical, Emotional, Mental, and Emotional Counts All Your Relationships. If you go through a preparation ritual every day from the minimum is 40 minutes, 10 minutes on each one, and I use two or three hours. But if you do that preparation ritual, I can promise you, you'll know exactly what to do. Your compass will be reset. Your your priorities will be focused. Your direction will be clear. Your energy will be high. And the new beginnings, the things that you go in your heart and find, you'll have energy, you'll create time to do them. And all the unimportant things that might be taking up so much time today, they'll just fall away. You won't want to surf social media so much. You won't want to watch TV so much. You won't want to do those other things. You will want to do those goals that you feel pulled and called to do. Not because, oh, I have to do this, because that's exactly the opposite, 
but because you have connected with the divine being and source that you are. And if you think I'm crazy, well, I am. But if you want to learn how to do this, then friend me on Facebook. Reach out, connect, go to my website, kellenflukiger.com. Get on my list. Let me send you some emails and stuff. Let's figure out how to do this so that your new beginnings are powerful, complete, and successful here, now, as you create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.